Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to another T2 Hubcast with me, Martin Johnson. And me, Spencer Locker. How are you doing, Spence? All right, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Tired? No. No. Not really. No. For I change. S- <laughs> I say that because Spence has been travelling this week. Yeah. Been, uh, I can't remember, where, where did you Lemington go? Lemington Spa. Lemington Spa, yeah. down delivering some uh, uh, some sessions for the military charities. Yes. Yeah, which, lots of good people doing good work. Yeah. That's the quite rewarding stuff, isn't it? With us Very being, much so, yeah. With us being military background and when you get to go and do, you know, uh, make a difference for people who are generally doing good in the world, yes. it's a double whammy, right? Yeah. So, so Spencer's been on the road all week. He's, he's got back this morning in usual fashion. <laughs> I've uh, I've dropped it on him with 20 minutes notice that I wanted to pick his brains and s- sort of interview him on, <laughs> on an area that we've been working with clients on recently and that we've written some research on the hub on. Yeah. Uh, which Spencer's led on, on the research side. And um, it's a little bit of a grey area. It's a little bit of one of those uh, areas where a lot of people use the the terminologies, um, but we tend to confuse things and we tend to not fully understand what it means. So we just wanted to jump on here, Spencer, for for half an hour and talk about um, organisational design and organisational development the two ODs, Mm. and what are they? What is the general premise and difference between them, and how do they interlink um, almost intrinsically in the organization as part of an overall overarching strategy and, and, you know, and direction going forward? So um, I think we'll just, as as usual, we've not planned it, but Mm. I'm going to pick your brains. Mm. Uh, I'm going to refer to... Uh, a research paper or a pathway that Spencer's written recently on this and just just get you to clarify a few points. But before we start, yeah. Spencer, um, what what was your main findings in the journey of looking at into organisational design and development? Um, you know, any high-level observations to start with? I'm so glad you asked me that question, Marty. <laughs> High-level, I'm not sure I can give you, but I can give you my initial reactions. So do, you remember I spent quite an what quite an inordinate amount of time researching about organizational design we were talking about it there was uh, there was a lot of people that we uh, there was a lot of people that we actually had the opportunity to talk to um, we had a certain amount of knowledge ourselves um, but we thought you know what our customers trans2 performance customers don't need a little bit of knowledge they need something current yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so we decided to, to sort of uh, really go into the organizational design bit so we talked about organisational design. Uh, we wrote a couple of pathways on organisational design and organisational redesign. And uh, we went into a, a certain amount of depth, uh, as much as really you need to go. And then a couple of months later, you turned around to me and you said, Spence, organisational design or organisational development, there is a difference. Yeah. So my initial thoughts were, and this wasn't aimed at you, but it was because you basically, you pitched that to me and then we started talking and discussing about uh, there are people who see OD as organisational design, yeah. there are people who see things as organisational development, and there is a real possibility that somebody could actually sort of say, ah, when you say OD, 
do you mean organisational design or organisational development? My chimp came out, yeah. and I thought to myself, people like that need to grow up, <laughs> really. Uh, if they've got time to be able to get outraged and upset by things like that, then they're obviously not being productive yeah. enough. So, yeah, my chimp went back in a little bit, and I did a little bit of research. And, uh, and I think, to be honest with you, there's a way around it. Since we've actually done this, since we've actually produced this pathway, I've reflected on it. It might surprise you to yeah. know that since this has actually been out, since this has been published, I think I would like to um, review it. Yeah. And rather than calling it OD, Design or Development, I think we should rechristen it ODD, <laughs> Operational uh, Organisational Design and Development. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not totally independent. They need each other. Yeah. And as I said in the intro, they are intrinsic intrinsically linked oh. and and it's a great point you make should we i mean and the other the other thing we found spence was depending on whether you work in uh, american north american mm. organizations and cultures versus european we have you know we have different uh, opinions on design and development and what od means etc so mm. um yeah odd organizational design and development should be intrinsically linked yeah. they are different yes but they yeah. but they come together and one feeds the other and vice versa yeah, as you yeah. have as you have written in your research paper yeah. so okay let, let me just let's start by if i just read i've got your paper in front of me if i yeah. just read the definitions of organizational design and development then we can start there yeah and then we can talk around how they're linked and how they feed each other and what we need to be considering as organizations sure. and leaders yeah so organizational design right if we start with that piece when we took this is what you wrote in your paper yeah when we talk about design we are creating a what we want situation we are looking at what we want to achieve and how we can achieve it you design a room a home a structure it's like a wish list you know the purpose of the design it has it has to provide us with the end result and to achieve that it must give us the a b c and d how many of us have seen an artist's impression of a car or building before it actually exists that is a design what we want at the end yeah so what you're saying there spence is organizational design is where the investors, shareholders, board members, leaders, directors, whoever it is who's responsible at the higher echelons of an organization. Yeah. It is their responsibility to say, what do we deliver here? What's the end game, mm. right? What do we need to achieve? Mm. And therefore, how are we going to set up yeah. as, as an overarching design to be able to deliver upon that? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know what you need to achieve. Whether it's, even if I can introduce a third aspect to this, whether it's organisational design or organisational redesign, mm. you are moving from a position to another position. How are you going to get that? How are you going to change that position? Whether it's a total change or whether it's an, it's a, 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 an evolution of what you already do, things are going to change, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah? So whether it's organizational design as, as in a blank sheet of paper or organizational redesign, in which case you're going to modify exactly what you are going, what, where you are aiming for, you have an ideal. This is what we want to achieve. And you know what? You make a great point because uh, any organization should be going through quite a continual, regular redesign process because as the years go on and as the organization evolves, 
organically things change and your yes. design therefore is going to naturally evolve and change with it which is a redesign right yeah. now the way it works is and most listeners to this will resonate with this is nobody really truly sets out at the beginning of their business venture or journey or early days mm. as a startup or as an early adopter whatever it might be nobody's nobody really does an intense piece of design work mm. what tends to happen is we design a product or service or we have an idea right we 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 do some research hopefully into if there's a market for this right yeah and we then set up and we're <clears> up <throat> and running yeah the design piece originally just morphs and evolves you end up with an organization or with a company yeah. that has a design but it's purely by accident it's like what however this thing has morphed as a result of the things we've discovered along the way we need mm. to do so arguably the design piece is you know is a natural evolution of the early days so what then takes place is all of a sudden we we sort of say to ourselves it's like in the hourglass theory i talk about oh my god th we've got a business here right this is getting serious we now have customers we have um you know we have a business model we have revenue coming in and all of a sudden then that's when the design piece starts to take place because people go right what do we need computer systems how many staff do we need what about logistics, right? What about partners and providers? And we start to then consciously think about the design, but essentially it's a redesign of what already exists. And to your point, Spence, however old you are as an organization, even if there's companies listening to this who are 10, 15 years in, there's always going to be change and a constant redesign of the mm. way you are physically set up to deliver on the, the thing you need to do or, or you know, the product or service you need to provide. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay, so that's established. The, for, and I know some people might be listening to this. If you're an OD guru or if you're a HR person, you might be thinking this is really sort of basic. But believe me, it's not clearly understood. Mm. So to, to, to summarize, a design is what you want to achieve in the end. It's the end game uh, of we need to deliver X or we need to fulfill X. And therefore, how are we going to set up? structurally from a people perspective partner yeah. perspective technological perspective process perspective how are we going to design this organization to deliver that upon that certainly so organizational development right this is the one i dropped on you afterwards yeah spence most people certainly in the hr sector if you say od to them they will think about organizational development it's fair to say that generally in the uk and in europe the OD acronym is more synonymous with organizational development than design. Certainly from well, certainly in the learning development in the HR space. Yeah. Um, so let me just read out your definition mm. and then I'll hand over to you to sort of sort of feed into your findings when you when you when you looked into this after the design piece. So if we've got our design, mm. right, we've got our ideal organization development. So we have a, so this is what you've written, Spence. Mm. So we have our design, our fantasy, our ideal. If the design has been structured correctly, it will be closer to reality than fantasy. And I love that line mm. because it's okay having a design which is which is the the utopia. Yeah, but it's not always possible. It's got to be realistic and achievable. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, it's structured and uh, it will be closer to reality than fantasy. Parameters will be defined, processes examined, market trends analyzed, and communication lines established. Now we implement it, and the implementation will produce changes and challenges. Many suggest that organizational development is 
ensuring that the design is in a condition to achieve its purpose, which we like to challenge, right? So I like this, Spence. You've challenged that instantly. That, to you, is maintenance. And in many situations, maintenance is simply maintaining performance. Whilst we can maintain the process, the whole idea of design development is surely to enhance and improve the situation. Therefore, we can see design as the vision and the end result and development as the process of turning that concept into a reality. Yeah. So simply put, the the design is what we need to achieve to deliver on the end game, hmm. how we should set up, but the development is the ongoing process and the almost the strategy and plan mm. to, in your opinion, not just maintain, but to improve and enhance all of those facets and areas yeah. that will bring make that design a reality. Yes. When we start talking about the word maintenance, um, we can look at the word maintenance as in maintaining the status quo, as in not uh, developing, not moving forward, not improving, things like that. So, for example, let me just give an example, Spence, <coughs> for yeah. the listeners. Your design, early design might be, I need X amount of staff in, staff in these departments. I need these roles filling mm. to execute on what we do. Yeah. I need these three core systems. We need a CRM system, a finance system, and a planning system, yeah. right? Uh, we need a small logistics operation. Um, and other than that, we're, we, we can basically maintain and transact what we do. Mm. So if, you're, if you didn't have a true development strategy, and you only have the design, and mm. you are just maintaining that yeah. from a staffing level, from a systems perspective, from a logistical perspective, etc. Yeah. That's not development, and no. it's dangerous. Yes, it's yeah. where organisations fall foul, um, performance-wise, right? Yes, yeah. Um, but, and again, we've got we've got we've got to check when people use the word maintenance. We had we actually appreciate the context they're using it in. So if we're maintaining the way things are going then we're not making any advancements. We're not making any improvements. However, if we have a design and we are maintaining a design, as in no matter what happens on that journey of development, we are still maintaining what we want to achieve, then yes, I, I can appreciate that. However, we run into that trap of mistaking the context. Yeah. Uh, and this is, a, again, when people start talking about the differences between the two ODs, design and development, well, when she once if if you start using the the acronym OD, and then one person's talking about design and one person's talking about development, but but then they don't actually clarify which they're talking about, mm -hmm. they're not going to understand where where each other's coming from because people be so, so. Let's say for the sake of argument, I'm talking about OD organizational design, and you're talking about OD organizational development. And when I'm talking about things, you're sat there thinking, that sounds like design to me, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking mm. about development. Then you start talking, and I'm listening to, well, that sounds like development, and we're not talking about development. We're talking about design. And then we get that miscommunication. When we start talking about development, as you as you read out there, we are developing. We are moving forward. And this is the key thing I we, we've taken from our research, isn't it? The OD, the organizational development side mm. of that, you know, it, it has to include every facet of the design, not just the yeah. people and cultural no, element. Now, no. but some of the mistakes we make is generally organizational development falls under HR leaders and HR yes. personnel. Yeah. So they default primarily down the people and cultural and behavioral route, which, yeah. which is a large part of it, right? Mm. But what going back to my model and my example of yeah. 
you know, the logistics, the technology and systems and the staffing. Yeah. Right. If that is part of the design, organizational development, true development would be not to maintain that, but to how can we improve every area, not just yes. the people, yeah. but it might be for the fact that we've been using these three systems for the last three years. Mm. And yes, they allow us to transact what we do, but we could do twice as much mm. if we either, you know, if we encapsulated all of these into one technology yeah. um, or we change systems yeah. or we, you know, we did something that allows us to do something more efficiently, more cost yeah. efficiently, et cetera. So a constant review of developing the systems mm. is is true development. And the yeah. same on logistics, right? Three years in, we might say, do you know what? It's so expensive to run our own logistics operation. If yeah. we outsourced it to company A, mm. we could save ourselves six figures and have a much richer, much more agile service, yeah. right? That's development. Yes, of course So it, it shouldn't just be focused and development shouldn't just be reserved for the people and cultural element. Yes. And you mentioned this in the, yes, in the pathway, right? very much so. When we start talking about the actual processes and we start listening to buzzwords and we start listening to uh, people saying uh, certain things, have you ever listened to any um, – oh, what was that? There was a thing on the news earlier on, um, and it was – oh, I'll tell you what it was, talking about um, water um, on, on the news earlier on. And they were talking about the fact that um, we're actually running a risk of uh, becoming uh, water poor in this country – quality of clean water that we get through our pipes and um and and it was talking these people were talking about water and, and the fact that we need water for this that and the other uh, and then it, a, a comment was made that the water companies are committed to quality and, and as soon as they said I, we are committed to this it just reminds me of politicians that are sort of saying we're committed to it well, we made that statement but we won't actually produce that once you get a company and they're sort of talking about organizational design and they say, oh, we are committed to being robust and resilient in our organizational design. But to some people, robust and resilient means um, rigid and inflexible. But we can't be rigid and inflexible because things change. Mm. As we know, as we've experienced, as our, our clients have experienced, robust and resilient isn't rigid and inflexible. It's adaptable through development and evolution. So to your point, therefore, then, uh, 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 the right way to go with development is a statement around, we are committed to the continual development of our organization, which will deliver the best product yes. or service to you. There you go. And that might not be robustness and resilience. Mm -hmm. That might be innovation and transformation yeah. continuously, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Love that. Love that. So, but to our point here, mm. therefore, is it dangerous, Spence? for organizational development to sit purely in the HR function then, given the um, given the given what's involved in it, and it's not just pe people, culture, uh, and behaviors. It's absolutely around the processes, the technological capability of your organization. It's around your product and service portfolio. It, it's multifaceted, which means surely then organizational de design and development should have some form of counsel at a board level. It should have some form of stakeholder management, which which um, stretches far beyond the HR department. Uh, I believe that uh, you've got to you've got to start looking at making people uh, accountable for what they're accountable for. So you can't make HR, a, a people-centric um, department, accountable for processes and, yeah. and technology. 
that would be inconceivable, really, because they've got no uh, SME in, in, input into that. Yeah. So we've got to start talking about collaboration. Love and it. definitely when we're talking about executive management level. So I still think that there needs to be some accountability for driving and being responsible, uh, of almost being responsible for this. So let's say in an organization, we had a senior level uh, uh, executive who was responsible for organizational design and development. Yeah. But then when it comes to the ongoing development of the of the design, we need sort of a two or three pronged approach then. Yeah. We need the CIO or the IT director driving the systems aspect of the development we need the hr lead uh, taking the people and cultural and behavioral element we need a, a business transformation director taking a lead on processes and operations mm. so it's a collaboration and therefore we're developing the whole design rather mm. than just going to hr you're responsible for development <clears throat> and then what happens is mm. we focus more on the people culture and behaviors and less so on the influence that's not within our sphere if yeah. that makes sense. So you've got organisational design. The organisational design, the person who's responsible for organisational design, is identifying where you're starting from yeah, yeah. and where you're going and the route. Yeah? So is it fair to say then, then a CEO or MD could, should be driving that as well, an example? I think so. I think yeah. that's perfectly and From feasible. a design perspective, the, the real driver of that has to be someone who's on the hook for the overall performance of the organization, right? Yeah. Or it seems to be, it certainly needs to be instigated from them or, or sponsored or owned. Yeah. But then it, when it comes to that set communicated and agreed, yeah. the ongoing development then branches out into the heads of, right? Yeah. But you've got technological, you've got the process and operations, and you've got the people. Yeah. And there's different people who will be driving those agendas so that we need a real consortium, a real collaboration on organization. And it's got to be collaboration because yeah. at the end of the day, pardon me, let's just say for the fact that you've got to leave here and go to Manchester Airport and you've got to transport eight people and their luggage to Manchester Airport. Well, let's look at that from a project perspective. So when we talk about technology, technology, we can say, right, so the technology people supply the minibus and the HR people supply the driver and whoever else is. We all sort of collaborate to make sure that this, this journey, this you, you achieve the destination. However, if the minibus broke down, mm. you wouldn't necessarily blame the driver, would you? Yeah. Because the driver's doing it. Well, I'm so... And this is probably happening subconsciously in organizations, and that's where siloed behavior and politics comes from. Because if you're not aligned as a HRD or a chief people officer or whatever you call them in organizations, and they're not aligned with the IT director or the CIO, who's hmm. in turn not aligned with the chief operating officer or the head of operations, yeah. um, and they're all trying to um, deliver upon the design of the organization, but not collaborating, communicating, and doing their own thing. Yeah. It doesn't work. It breaks down, right? Everybody's trying to achieve their goals and shine the light on their departments. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't work, whereas the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. So where we see it working well, in true OD, i.e. organizational development, yeah. there is really strong collaboration and connections on mm. the on the stakeholders and the people who are driving the strategic agendas for yeah. people, process, and technology. Yes. Yeah. So the guy at the top is accountable 
The people below him who he has, he has constructed his team, they're responsible. Yeah. So they're responsible for delivering what he what he or is, she or, or, he or she <laughs> whatever they yeah, yeah. whatever they've stated. Yeah. So if a statement this this is what we want to achieve, and I'm going to appoint people who are going to be responsible for the different facets of this. Yeah. But because because he's top of the tree, they're at top of the tree. <laughs> sorry, because they're top of the tree, and because they have identified who is responsible, then they're accountable. And there's a subtle difference between accountability Love it. and responsibility. We, men- we mentioned this in in, in culture. Mm. The problem with the shared responsibility is that it's nobody's problem, and never never mistaken responsibility for contribution or accountability and responsibility for contribution. <clears throat> the the the. The MD CEO, whoever it is, or the board level or the strategic level executive who's driving the design of the organization yeah. and deciding upon it, they are accountable and yeah. responsible. They are on the hook for driving the performance uh, of the business. Um, however, the stakeholders who are responsible for delivering the areas of organizational development to deliver upon the design, mm. they need to massively own their areas and contribute in a meaningful way. And they can only do that if they collaborate. Yes, it has to all work yeah. together, and this is why we say it, the leadership element matters. You know, if you've got an inspiring leader at the top mm. who's very clear on the design or the redesign or the journey, yeah. and can really bring that alive in the mind of the stakeholders and really articulate what they're responsible for, right? They're going to go away with the confidence to be able to to hatch a plan, to mm. execute upon it, to collaborate yeah. with their peers and co- colleagues. Yeah to make sure we bring this, make this a reality and deliver yeah. on what we need to do. And that's, that's why this thing is so complex. It, it, if, if people get it right, it really works. Yeah. But you can see that there's so much can go wrong with, with this yeah. from a communication perspective, from a collaboration perspective, from a systems and technology perspective, from an operations perspective, mm. right? There's so much that can, that can interfere mm. with the journey that people can either, become resistant, combative, negative, give up. Yeah. Uh, and that's where organizations <clears throat> fail to make progress. Yeah. Definitely. So with five minutes left, let me just recap what we've uh, what we've talked about, Spence, and any final comments from you. Mm. So for any HR professionals out there, all, all the senior leaders in business or anybody who's just developing themselves and wants to better understand what this OD space is, mm. We feel like you've you've got two things at play. You've got your organizational design, which is the end game, the structure, the design of how you want to look, mm. operate, and deliver upon what you do. Yeah. And then you've got the de- organizational development, which is how are we going to continuously not only maintain, but drive and improve upon every facet to make that design a reality, yeah. to deliver upon the design. Mm. And that can, as we say, straddle across people, process, technology, operations, product service, a multitude of things. Mm. So it, it requires collaboration. Yes. The design is a strategic piece of work that once it's done, you know, it's done for a period of time until we redesign. Yeah. Whereas organizational development is an ongoing and evolving yeah. And ever-changing thing. Yeah. It never stops. Mm. It's never final. Because once you've improved upon something, it's time to start the process again. Yeah. Where's our next improvement coming from? What yeah. else can we do? Yeah. It's an ongoing living thing is organizational yeah. design. It's not just a HR thing, right? HR people tend to lead upon it. 
certainly from a people, cultural and behavioural perspective, but yeah. it takes a collaboration from other leaders and stakeholders So, because <clears throat> the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Certainly. And organisations who get this right are very clear on the differences between the two. Mm. The, it, the design is owned and, owned and driven by someone of influence, yeah. usually high level. The organisation development needs to be broken down and contributed by a multitude of leaders within and departments within the organization. Certainly. And that's an evolution ongoing thing. Mm. Redesign, ha, you know, a couple of minutes left, Spence, but I mean, is there any, there's no f- fixed uh, amount of time to, to, to redesign your organization. It's just yeah. when it's most appropriate. Sometimes Certainly. it happens without it being intentional, right? Certainly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, some people fall into the trap of overcomplicating things. Of, of of really sort of uh, making it a bit more than it actually has to be. I mean, there is a certain amount of, as you said, collaboration and planning and design. And the, that, yeah, I get that totally. I get that totally. But when you start talking to somebody who isn't necessarily directly involved in it, they can see complications rather than the basic fundamentals. And we can see that when we talk about people. When we talk to people, I mean, how many times do we turn around to somebody and say, what's your five-year plan? Hmm. What what do you, what are your plans? What do you want to do when you grow up or, or whatever? The thing is, as an individual, you have a design. You have what I want to do, what I want to be, where I want to go. That might not have a time span. But as you go through life, stuff doesn't go at work as planned, does it? Yeah. It doesn't work as planned. So you develop, you evolve as an individual. So then you look back and you can see that the path of your life has changed somewhat to adapt to be able to achieve the goal. And then you redesign. Yeah, move on, it. move forward. So it, it's it, you know, don't over engineer it. Let go with what needs to be done. Yeah, based on the situations that arise. Right, final thirty seconds. The one thing I'm going to leave people with, Spence, is what yeah. you said today. We started off by asking the question: OD does yeah. it mean organizational design or development or both? Well, let's just think of it as ODD. Mm. They are intrinsically linked. An organization should be looking at organi- organizational design and development yeah. as a whole. And, and, and make them link and have the right people in place, the right stakeholders, and drive collaboration. Certainly. Awesome. Spencer Locker, thank you very much. And thank we'll see you, Dan. Thank you, Martin. See you soon for another T2 Hubcast. Cheers.